do have a clip. We'll put that for a clip. It's just cadals. Welcome back to Witty Banter, everybody. Episode number 168. There wasn't a pause there at all. Not at all. It was just a pause for anticipation. Right? Yeah, th- we Absolutely. do need to give them things to anticipate. A little bit of things to anticipate. Numbers are fun. This is witty banter. Uh, <laughs> numbers you know, are great. <laughs> numbers are fun. Numbers exactly. are tight. They're sequential. <laughs> numbers are tight. Numbers are tight. Uh, you know what else is tight? My two co-hosts with me. Oh, that's I nice. got my boy over here, Hunter, repping the Astros cap, getting ready for the new season. I'm I'm uh-huh. part business, part part party. Part. With, uh, yeah. You know, I got. <laughs> That, I don't think that's the phrase. I don't know. That's, that's uh, exactly the phrase. Astros on the top, work on the bottom. So oh. That's what I'm rocking behind the microphone Astros. for all you listeners. Sounds good. Chase, what are you rocking on your top and bottom? I've got silk boxers and a Beautiful. white undershirt on. Sounds great. The everyman's man. Absolutely. Well, my name is Max. I am your host this evening. Welcome to Witty Banter, uh, the number one <laughs> rated show with kid or with uh, men and women ages one to three. Yeah. Uh, Demographic. Yeah. We're awesome. nailing. A pretty big part of the market that's normally overlooked. As you can see by our like constant use of numbers, because an, they're really entirely, that out. Yeah, an entirely unmarketed audience. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. Into. They just ignore babies, but that's the future right there. <laughs> All right? Of course, when they grow up to be five or six, they don't listen to the show anymore. Yeah, we uh, lose them at that tipping point. But we do have a jam-packed <laughs> show this evening. It's going to be pretty good. We're recording a little bit late here, but that's because we were getting you know some of the final things in order. Mm-hmm. We have a whole system that we're going to be going through here. But yep. before we get to that, we're drinking some brew daddies. Yeah. And these babies want to hear about it. Hunter, <laughs> tell these babies about the beer we're drinking right now. Okay, <laughs> this is the Southern Star Brewing Company's Blood Belt, which is ale with blood orange flavor. I feel like whenever I poured it up, it is fluorescent. Like, oh, yeah. You can smell the blood orange. <laughs> yeah. I didn't even know blood orange was a thing, but I know that I'm smelling it right now. You didn't now. know blood orange was a thing? I'm, I'm not, no. No? <laughs> <laughs> Like I was gonna give you know, myself second benefit. thought. I don't think I do. <laughs> I was gonna give myself the benefit of the doubt, but no. Um, no. I'm looking at the can. Good. I'm not seeing an alcohol by volume noted. So not a great start. So strike one. So yeah. Strike one. Oh, never mind, guys. Oh, actually, six point eight percent. Wow. Let's take volume. back that strike. And so good on you, mates. Um, yeah, I guess just on the pour, man. It's it's not filtered, so you can't really see through it. Um, it looks kind of like apple juice, all you babies. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it just smells. It it's just a, smells like orange. Yeah, it's gonna be definitely a summery beer. You know, we're on our way out. We're starting the new season. I'm seeing Halloween stores pop up everywhere. Dude, oh, wow. I want to get in there early because I want to have first pickings. I want to have a good Halloween. Guys, um, do we have ideas for Halloween costumes? I have. I've been playing hyper light drifter again and there's like a goal in my mind where i want to be the drifter from hyper light drifter and it looks like a really manageable cosplay project you know Hmm. not to mention if you like maybe add some sort of like pixelized elements to it it might really give it a lot more character i think that'd be really tight that's a good one plus it's like just niche enough for like three to four people at the party to be like dude which is exactly (laughs) what you want actually that's true i may get a whole lot of like what are you that's great. That's fine. That's perfect. Because you're like, oh, they're, like oh, they're like, oh. Yeah, you still explain it. So like, there's right. this video game. It's a top-down 2D shooter called Hyper Light Drifter. Yeah. I'm the drifter. And they're like, explain cool, no more. Dude. I got it, drifter. What about oh, you, Max? Do you have any? Uh, 
I have zero plans. I'm terrible when it comes to Halloween. I I well, I love dressing up. I never really get satisfied with my costumes, but I've been thinking about it, and I think it would be really cool to be like Hie or yeah, Karama or something. Like you could like just buy the wig, right? And all you need you is wouldn't have to try and do suit. the hair. Yeah, you just need to uh, some like modern realistic version of the hair. Yeah, right. I could curl the front of mine. But and then keep the side shaved. I just want to like cool really borrow. get into a cosplay as I've never done it where I like it's Halloween and I've like planned and bought stuff and like really right. cosplayed an I'm anime character. Ready. Yeah. But I want to do it. That's true. Usually those kind of nights you, you have a commitment to like going out to really partying and to like committing to the holiday. So you're going to be out by like five in the evening and you're going right. to freaking end at like midnight or whatever. And yeah. you'll usually have an awesome time. Then you can take care of costumes like that and kind of just do it over and over again. Mm-hmm. That's true. Yeah. Absolutely. Who knows, right? Uh, but Chase, you know, on Halloween, we tend to do a little bit of drinking. So what are you drinking tonight to get ready? Okay. So the last two whiskeys I have described as having like a low barrier to entry and being accessible. One was accessible due to like its fantastic quality and sort of its drinkability. The last one was more accessible due to its drinkability. It was a step down in quality. I'm sort of at like what I would consider one of the bottom rungs that of whiskey that we have, and that's the Johnny Walker Black Label. And the reason why I think it's a good uh, like tangent to keep going with this one is this one is supposed to be like an everyday drinker, and it's a little rough around the edges, as I'm told. But it's a blended scotch, so it's not a single malt like the other two that we've had. And so, like, I've heard that the backbone to this would be something similar to, like, the Cardu 12, which is what I had last week. So there should be, like, some connections there. Um, And so I poured up, like, a rather large glass, and I put more ice in it than I usually do. And I'm just going to see how this one goes. Right on. The everyman's whiskey. Sure. Nice. Or scotch, rather. (laughs) Sounds pretty good. Well, we've got, like I said before, a pretty jam-packed show. All right. We've got a throwdown to match all throwdowns. But before we get too far into this, let me just go ahead and declare that this is Witty Banter. All right. So first segment for today, we're doing an all-out huge great debate. The great it's a brawl. We're going to debate it up, and Absolutely. we're doing it bracket style. This is tournament edition, all right? You hear us talk all the time about fighting game tournaments, about brackets. You know we love this shit. So what we did was we looked up um, 90s shows, that, 90s and early 2000s shows that are cartoons. usually on uh, cartoons. Yeah, cartoon shows. Well, not all of them are cartoons. Some of them are not cartoon shows. True. I'm just saying. they're Because we had on... to pad out this tournament because we wanted a big bracket, but it turns yeah. out there's not a lot of cartoons that we thought we could You would think from. that your childhood is just full of different memories and things that you loved. Ends up, it boils down to like eight or nine stuff. Guys, we brought yeah. in 32 shows for this. 32 Holy shit. And it's on the... divided, shit. right? It's divided. On the left side, imagine this in your mind. You got Nickelodeon, <laughs> on, Nickelodeon. on the right side. Team, yeah, side one, Nickelodeon. Side one, Nickelodeon. On the right side of the bracket, Cartoon, Cartoon Network. Network. Okay, we we explicitly left out things like Toonami. Right. We explicitly left out anime. Adult Swim. Yep. As a whole. So, you know, there's this whole late night Nickelodeon, whatever. I don't know what's on there, but yeah. 
This is basically kids programming for, uh, and we're just going to hash it out. We have to decide as a group yeah. which one takes the cake between Nickelodeon and Cartoon Network. And we say 90s, but it goes all the way up into the late 2000s. Yeah. Some of these are modern cartoon shows, and they're becoming modern classics. We looked right? up a bracket, and then we changed it to fit our own sort of, you know, the ones that are good. Yeah. The ones For that instance, people actually like. Ben 10 is not on this list anywhere. Yeah. And if you like Ben 10, then stop listening to the show. <laughs> you can just put That's it down it. right no, now. I'm just kidding. You can still listen to the show, but... Don't expect to hear Ben Ten, right? Okay, well, I mean, I'm basically working with a whiteboard right now, and yeah. I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be giving it all we got. Here. We're gonna be going down each one of these matchups, and for the most part, I think as we go through the first few layers, we'll all be pretty much in unison. Mm-hmm. That being Maybe. said, there might be a point where we all differ. We're gonna get right? salty on a couple, absolutely. Um, but as I'll be long as track. by the end of this, we've come up with a champion that doesn't like really upset. At least one of us. We need to have yeah. a general like, okay, I can see how this one made it to the top. Right. But if this bracket somehow sifts the matchups to a point where it's like, we just got bloodbaths in top eight, you know, and we just, right on, it's yeah. going to get rough. It's going to get rough for sure. We invite you all at home to also make your own bracket of this right. and follow along, see what you think is, uh, you know, the best. Right rocking, I'm going to go, I'm going to go uh, left, like all Nickelodeon bracket, right. all right cartoon, and then back and forth like that. Right on. Absolutely. Okay, so the Let's, first one. We're going Nickelodeon first. Nickelodeon, Nickelodeon first. Nickelodeon first. Top first. left. Nickelodeon stuff. All right. Top left bracket. First matchup. Let's hear SpongeBob. It. Right. And all that. All right. So this is obviously a seed one. Versus a seed 16. Yeah. Let's be real here, all right? I don't know, man. All that was really good for me. Like, I loved all that. No, I think look, all that is a fantastic entry level absolutely. into sketch comedy, for sure. But I just don't think there's going to be a conversation. Like, we, all we have to do at this point is give all that its due and then go ahead and move on with SpongeBob, right? Okay. Yeah, that's absolutely yep. SpongeBob. right. SpongeBob. SpongeBob it is. Okay, next one. Hey Arnold and Jimmy Neutron. Okay. Here we are. We're already getting to some sticky. I feel situations. like Jimmy Neutron was definitely a lesser show that was passable. Like I would watch it because I was still in the mood to watch TV or watch cartoons. But Jimmy Neutron like wasn't my first hope that was like on. You know, you weren't excited about Jimmy Neutron being on. It was Absolutely. like I would watch it, but it wasn't like. But it, they had good episodes. You know, there was definitely mm-hmm. some good Jimmy Neutron. Yeah, but it wasn't. You know, that it was definitely no. B tier. Absolutely. It, it was just one of those shows that, like you said, it was just in the ring of cartoons that was going on. Yep. So when it came on, I continued to watch it. And I ended up watching a lot of episodes because of that. Yep. Yeah. That being so said, Hey Arnold has so much substance as a television show. Do, yes. Is hey, Arnold, is hey Arnold as much substance as it is like legacy? Like we just know Hey Arnold's like a household name for I would some say reason. that Jimmy Neutron is also a household name. It is true. I, think hey I, I would say Hey Arnold as well. Yeah, had had more of like a influence and like a presence. Yeah, for um, sure. I think Hey Arnold is like maybe not as classic as some of the cartoons that are on here, right. but it's definitely in the conversation of classics. Yeah, if somebody told me Hey Arnold was their favorite show, I would be like, damn, that's cool. Yeah, yeah no, not my, fair not enough. exactly yeah. my agreement, but I respect and understand your opinion. Gotcha. Right up. Stoop kids gonna stoop. Yeah, <laughs> stoop um. kids. <laughs> Fairly Odd Parents mm-hmm. and Cat Dog. Look, I I had a lot of friends of mine who really liked Cat Dog a lot. And I would watch it every now and again. And I, I thought it was a pretty good show. But Fairly Odd Parents, when that came out, there was just something about 
the humor amongst that show that like really got to me and really made me laugh mm -hmm. yeah. like a lot. Right. And I think it was also just a part of this next tier of shows that came through. Mm -hmm. Like it was definitely the generation after cat dog in my opinion. Yeah. yeah I think and, and when we were doing research good. for the SpongeBob segment, it had mentioned that fairly odd parents like was meteorically popular. You know, hmm. so yeah. it, it had a, it had one of the bigger audiences and like cat dog, I thought had a hilarious intro, but I was definitely almost, I was, I was on the younger side of when I first started watching cartoons, when that show was sort of on and then leaving. And then you're right. Yeah. Like that new wave came through and fairly odd parents has some, like some pretty good laughs. Yeah. The yeah. only thing I remember about cat dog is the intro. And I even remember in our young age being like, what the fuck is this show about? Yeah, um, yeah. I'm also going to say Fairly Odd Parents. So I think we're all in unison. We're all in unison. On a real quick smart. question: Do we have Doug in this list? We do. I don't know, okay. man. Let's check the Let's next. Let's check one the out. next matchup. Oh, yeah. <laughs> don't mind if we do. Doug. Uh huh. Versus the Wild Thornberries. Oh, here it is. <laughs> <laughs> that uh -oh. hit home. We've already got. We're four. These are two old games in. And we Do already I got like, a, oh. I really feel like Doug is is kind of goofy and offbeat enough to just have a little like I mean the Wild Thornberries was definitely offbeat with that Nigel character because yeah. he's just out of control. <laughs> His nose is so but, big. <laughs> like Patty Mayonnaise and all the other characters. Skeeter. Yeah. yeah, the names of them mixed with like the way they looked. Talked. Color palettes. And, yeah. yeah. It, it was definitely an interestingly, like, uh, drawn show. Absolutely. Uh, and you got ca the Quail Man. Quail which is Man. Like, how do you right. come up with that, that character? I'm sure I'll see a Quail Man on Halloween night somewhere. That would actually be pretty cool and easy to do, too. Yeah, not bad. <laughs> nice. You can have that. So I think we're going with Doug, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Next one. Invader Zim and Danny Phantom. Mm. Ooh, that's actually a really good matchup. Not I would bad. go Invader Zim. Yeah, both both around the same time. Danny mm -hmm. Phantom, I think, took himself a pinch more seriously than yep. Invader Zim. But Invader Similar Zim in style, like yeah. drawing style. Yeah, absolutely. Drawing style, subject matter is like weird and strange. I just felt like Danny Phantom was like the fairly odd parent successor, and I was never as interested in that. Absolutely, I never really watched any Danny Phantom. I yeah. I agree. And Invader Zim is just was just so funny and had a yeah. lot of like really strange, gross details to it. Mm -hmm. I have a feeling we'll get really into Invader Zim whenever we're like, we're defending it later on in this bracket. You know? <laughs> right. Absolutely. Okay. Next one, Rugrats and rocket power. Dude, uh, that is a tough, that one's choice. actually kind of tough. That's pretty tough. I don't know. Up. Really? You guys you well, would put rocket power up next to Rugrats. So you're saying that Rocket Power here's the deal. Be up Here, to here's the deal, dude. When when Rocket Power was out and I was first like aware of it, I hated right. it. And right. it wasn't until like after I watched Ooh. all of the cartoons on Nickelodeon and that was sort of like the last one left yeah. that I got into it. But then like ended up really enjoying it. Mm -hmm. And I, to be completely frank, I didn't like Rugrats at all. So I think I'm actually convincing myself to be with you guys that Rocket Power would take it. Uh, well, I'm, well, I'm, yeah, hold on. You hold on. Don't tell yeah. me that don't, Rocket don't Power don't is going to take me here. I'm just saying that this is a close <laughs> matchup. You well, know like, I mean? look, look, okay. This is just, I'm just giving you a point of reference here. Right. In third grade, we had to do a little diorama and uh -huh. a parade and a float and right. like pull it down our hallways. I did mine on Rugrats. I fucking loved Rugrats. I'm sure you killed it. Sure it you got 100. The, like we said in our SpongeBob Illusion episode, it, it had to outdo the Rugrats. The Rugrats was the highest rated yeah. kids TV show on TV. Absolutely. Yeah, exactly. Um, and there's a lot of just, you know, there's just a lot of sort of 
good stuff like a baby's got to do what a baby's got to do Absolutely. and like there's some Chucky adult subject matter, matter there no too. shadow time yeah yeah angelica was like psychotic and that's kind of cool yeah absolutely um got some great fan theories cool. out of it that being said like rocket power just had something where it was like i don't know it just made me it, i thought it was really cool to watch kids be good at a bunch of different sports right. and compete against each other and there it wasn't like a whole lot of play yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and I think that was kind of the charm about it. Is it was like I was watching TV, but it made me want to not watch TV. Right. So, I don't know. I'm up in the air. I'd probably lean towards Rugrats. Right. But because I don't I think, think you got to break the tie because I'm power. leaning towards Rocket Power. Yeah, you got to break the tie. I got to go with Legacy here, and I feel like Rugrats is a more important show. And I agree. That's fair. being said, they're both great. No, like hate towards Rocket Power. I was defending it, but Rugrats, you got to put it up there. Got you. Okay, that was a hard-fought right. battle. Good, Next good one here. GGs. Yeah, um, GGs. <laughs> Amanda show, uh-huh. and I just I just made this last-second switch because I confirmed it. Ren and Stimpy. Ooh, oh, Ren and Stimpy man. is a because I feel like special. don't we have other live-action shows coming up with Nickelodeon? Um, That's about it because we that. we decided to take okay. out uh, yeah, Drake and Josh. Well, then yeah, I will we took just out Drake and Josh. I will just say that Amanda show, I feel like there were clips or like YouTube clips at the time that I saw of some of the skits in that show that actually made me laugh. Mm-hmm. But that being said, it's nowhere near strong enough to edge out its its competition, I feel like. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. I mean, there's better sketch or better like live action shows. I think all that was a better show than the Amanda show. But Ren yeah. and Stimpy, I mean, that's just... Amanda well show is kind of an offshoot of all that. Right. Yeah, people okay. people respect Ren and Stimpy to like a very deep artistic degree, you know. Right. Yep. All right, last one on the Nickelodeon side: Real Monsters and Angry Beavers. This is a pretty fucked I'll up, uh, like competition here. Really? I liked Angry Beavers a lot. I actually really liked Angry Beavers. I think yeah, this is Angry a good match in terms of like similarity. Yeah, absolutely. They're from the same era. It's smart to pin them against each other because we want to get the best styles of this almost type. I'm just gonna put mine out there. I, I respect Real Monsters. I never really liked or watched it, so I'm going to say Angry Beavers. Angry Beavers. For there me. You go. See, I didn't. I didn't really. I would. I can't say I watched one more than the other, but I think right. All Real Monsters actually had super clever character design, and I right. thought the monsters themselves were really cool looking. Yep. And to right. me, that that kind of makes it edge out Angry Beavers. No, absolutely. I Hi think Breaker Max here. Yeah, again, which sucks because this really breaks my heart because I'm going to have to break somebody's heart here, right? Because <laughs> uh, I agree with you both. But that being said, I feel like Angry Beavers, while it was super great, was definitely stuck in a certain time period as far as cartoons go. And I do think that you can get a little bit more out of All Real Monsters, even now, as far as like the, like you said, character designs and stuff go. But both equally funny, equally great. Yeah, longevity goes into right. it. Okay, cool. So that closes out the, That's first, the first round. First rounds. First round of, of Nickelodeon. Nickelodeon bracket. It's already right. getting pretty hot and heavy. Yeah, we're on the right side with uh, Cartoon Network. There the we go. first one Powerpuff Girls. Encourage the cowardly dog. I'm just gonna throw this out. We really know quick. what Max is gonna yeah. say. Yeah, you guys know what I like. I have to go with <laughs> you know what cowardly I dog. Like? But Powerpuff Girls is great, and I watched every episode of that show. We yeah, all I watched a lot of Powerpuff Girls. Everybody, the the intro is iconic. A lot of the characters are very memorable. Like, there's a pretty good gaggle of characters in there. It's cool that some very famous vocal talent is threaded in there too. But right. yeah, Courage is just. It's. I think it's the obvious choice. Yeah, yep, we're going courage all the way around. Courage all the way around. Okay, uh, Samurai Jack and Scooby Doo. This Scooby is. Doo. I think this is an interesting one. Scooby Doo is old school one. as fuck. Right. There's a lot of other iterations of Scooby Doo. Maybe even take the favorite one you want. 
Just right. Scooby Doo is a entire legacy. I feel like Scooby Doo goes like beyond Cartoon Network. Like I think that it's definitely a show that falls back even before Cartoon Network was invented. Yep. But it became the show. It, like the newer episodes aired on Cartoon Network because they got the rights mm-hmm. to it, which is great. Um, I think that Samurai Jack is also. I think it's really important as being a like action cartoon. It was done in a very unique style. And I think it was very symbolic of what Cartoon Network was like innovating and had to offer. So I think just in this case, I'm going to go Samurai Jack. But I mean, Scooby-Doo is a classic pastime. See, I like to praise Samurai Jack. I think it has a very unique, singular character about it. But and then like some of the classic episodes are fantastic. But when I was watching it as a kid, I distinctly remember not liking every episode and having episodes where I did think it was a little boring or a little repetitive. Um, and so when I, th- when I take that into consideration against who is the, the competitor again? Scooby-Doo. Scooby-Doo. Scooby-Doo, which is like incredibly important for cartoons in the same way that I think not like Samurai Jack's important. Scooby-Doo is also important because it kind of took that like Archie comics feel and put it into an animated show and right. actually became very archetypal Arca, yeah, like furnished a lot of archetypes for like more cartoons and comics going forward. And to me, I watched more Scooby Doo because there's like more of it. And I think that it had like, even though it was formulaic, it was a well that I could always come back to as a very young child, you know? Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Samurai, Samurai Jack was my initial take. But I think y- you brought up a good point, which is that I never really got fully involved and invested in Samurai Jack. I think it was something that we look back on and we're like, oh man, I wish shows right. were still like that, you know? Um, and it, it did. It like paved the way and influenced a lot of people and, and, and sort of made waves. Um, but Scooby-Doo, man, like there's just a lot of really classic stuff. It's with, a bigger uh, cast of characters, so you get a little more depth of like interaction there. Right. I also just like that there's like things that aren't, surface level as a kid that you pick on pick up on as an adult like the fact that they're in the back of their van getting high and <laughs> eating scooby snacks and shit true yeah <laughs> so i'm gonna go scooby-doo all right that's cool that's fair uh fair. next one cow and chicken versus johnny bravo wow as pretty messed up but i do agree i like how we're pinning shows that are similar to each other for the most part um they gotta think about their matchups Cow and Chicken is funny, and it definitely has like some of that gross humor. Yeah, yeah. it was kind of off putting. It was pretty off putting with all the exactly. butts and like like the butts. devil butt and the cow butt, butt. And, oh, yeah. the, the devil butt was pretty funny. Even their yeah. voices were kind of like a little grating. Right. Oh yeah, the cow's voice was like gross. So weird. The parents were feet, and that's <laughs> it. The parents were feet. They were just legs. <laughs> Remember? That's right. No. Oh, okay. They were always out of frame. They were always out of frame. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, No. And Johnny Bravo is another one where it's like, man, it. it, it, I reminisce on it a lot, but I don't remember a single Johnny Bravo episode. Really? I remember classic Johnny Bravo moments, but I think Johnny Bravo is extremely short-lived, and like Samurai Jack, remembered a little more fondly than than I think was deserved uh, when it comes to like the reception at the time. But that said, like. I don't think Johnny Bravo has long legs in the bracket, but I still think I'd edge it out over Cow and Chicken because with Cow and Chicken, I felt like I was almost apprehensively always watching it. It just meant like something else wasn't on, and it did gross me out. Like there was <laughs> there was some friction there every time yeah. I watched it. What do you say, Max? 
Um, I gotta. Well, I don't know. Wait, uh, I'm gonna. I'm gonna lean towards Johnny Bravo, but they're both super good. I'm gonna say so. Johnny Bravo too. Really? I I I almost think that shows like Cow and Chicken and Ren and Stimpy like made me not watch shows that made me feel awkward and weird. <laughs> Right. <laughs> I think Ren and Stimpy also did it better. Yeah, yeah. Right. I feel oh, like it was course. really an offshoot. Yeah. Um, did it first. Okay, so Johnny Bravo. Johnny hey. Bravo. There you go. All right, next one. This is gonna be tough for you, Chase. Ed, Ed and Eddie, Dexter's Laboratory. Yeah, I mean, it sucks because this is one of those bloodbath moments. My choice is Ed, Ed and Eddie, but yeah. I would just have to. I'm either gonna have to fight you guys on it, or we're gonna have to really just give Dexter its props, you know? Yeah, that's true. <laughs> He's um, ready for the fist to go up. Right. You don't have to fight me because I also agree. Uh, Ed, yeah. Ed and Eddie is is a wonderful show. Um, it brought just a lot of character, and in Dexter's Lab is great, and it also gave us all of like those little mini cartoons as well, like Dial M for Monkey and stuff mm-hmm. like that. That was yeah. all great for real. Uh, I was thinking about making that its own thing, reality show thing. Like uh-huh. that's that's cool too as well. Uh, but Ed, Ed and Eddie just is a, it's a personal bias has a special place in my heart. So no I actually would have gone Dexter. Dexter's Lab, but really? I will support Ed and Eddie for, for right. sure. That was um, a tough one. We're regular show versus Adventure Time, dude. That's so fucking ridiculous. <laughs> that's what we're supposed to do, all right? They they play the same role, yeah. Right? Look, Adventure Time has some seriously fantastical and hilarious moments, right? And I think like truly did something new with children's cartoons when it came out. Right. And I think like the first three seasons, every episode is like a classical banger, yeah. That being said, like, I definitely fell off of it. I also fell off a of regular show, but regular show also had gave me some gut-busting laughs, dude. Right. I mean, it's it's a tough call because they obviously run into each other quite a bit. Like, head but first. At the, but at the end of the day, Adventure Time came in, created this whole new style of performing and voice acting mm-hmm. that to shows that gave it a much more like realistic feel as opposed to making everybody sound so correct. Obviously there are people in the show that sound ridiculous, yeah. but like the tone and the vernacular that people used was like what kids used. And then that transcended through every show that came after it, including mm-hmm. regular show. Regular really? show is great, I feel like but it's regular a show, I feel like regular show made strides in using words like, crap and pissed and things like that i think like it definitely lame. took but it took like that sort of style and feel and advance and built onto it from adventure time and look they're both great i might even say i like regular show more but i think adventure time is definitely like the better more important show but dude we're talking about like bro like bro comedy like dude benson's gonna drop his Balls when he sees these chairs. He's like, oh, dude, my gumballs. And like, when the demon (laughs) comes out of the fucking arcade and just busts through the building, like, there's some amazing moments. Like, they literally got sued because of the way that they portrayed that dude that, like, cheated at King of Kong or whatever that thing is called. They got sued because they portrayed him so funnily. (laughs) And there's like a horrible, hilarious, like, you can read the court. Like what they were saying in court script or whatever. I don't know what you call that. And like the judge was literally looking at it and going, so there's a monster that's one giant head with little baby arms and legs. And you think it's impersonating you? And he's like, yes, it's a mockery of me. And the judge is like, no, this is a monster. It's not you. Like this court is thrown out. <laughs> it's like super funny to read. So look, I think, I think regular show has like there's more of my personality in that show, but I would be willing to see to adventure time because there are also just so many good moments there. Too. I, I agree 
in like the opposite feeling. So either one of these shows that wins is fine. I'm I'm gonna put my foot down, say Adventure Time. Um, there's also some hilarious moments there. Like I remember there's one episode where we were watching it, and uh, there's like this old grandma, and then she like oh explodes God. and dies. You're like, whoa! <laughs> right. Um, yeah, there's all sorts of crazy stuff. So Adventure Time for me. All right, next one. So codename Kid Next Door, and Foster's imaginary friends. Is that yeah. Right? Foster's Home for Imaginary Friends. Okay. I don't know much about either of these, so feel free. Sounds like it's up to us. I'm not uh, like the biggest fan of either of these shows, really. Me neither. I watch more Kids Next Door, and that's that. Not And not uh, not because I like thoroughly enjoyed it, but more just because it was on. Right. Um, I mean, just I think because of that, like I, I feel like I probably like them both equally. I probably watched a little bit more Foster's Homes, but I didn't really care for Kids Next Door all that much when I watched it, but I mean, I, I hate to bring a tie over to Hunter. I'll bring it. All right. I, I like don't, Foster's I literally more. don't even know Foster. So I'm going to say kids, kids next door. door. Perfect. Just because of the name. All right. Uh, the grim adventures of Bill and Mandy versus sheep in the big city. Another two that I don't know very much. About. I don't know anything about sheep in the big city. Right. And I at least watched some episodes of the grim adventures. And there was, I, I wouldn't really call that show funny, but I watched it. Really? I actually really liked Grim Adventures of Billy and Mandy, so we'll yeah. see how this turns out later on. But, yeah, it's definitely better than Sheep in the Big City. definitely has more standing power. We're definitely seeing that Nickelodeon has a little more of a, uh, a breadth. It's funny because I was thinking, because I wanted to bring a great debate, or like it's just like a deep discussion about Nickelodeon versus Cartoon Network, and I feel really? like I would be like totally Cartoon Network side. Wow. But as we go through this, man... Well, you're probably also thinking about Toonami. Yeah, that's true. There's that a lot that has right We are taking a subsection of Cartoon Network it's true. right now. All right. And then the last two are Flapjack and Two Stupid Dogs. I'm just going to put Two stu- Stupid Dogs on there for me. Nah, yeah. man. I yeah. I didn't watch a lot of Flapjack, but there were a few times where it would come on like after regular show or Adventure Time, and I would just catch a few scenes where they would do some like pretty ridiculous yeah. facial animations that like... Had me like Dude. taking it back and laughing and almost like disbelief and shock, you know? Dude, that show made me cry, laugh out loud, <laughs> with some of the way, just the way they animated people's facial expressions and like added their, like the tonality and personalities with them. Like, and I think it came at a show or at a time when we were just discussing like Adventure Time and regular show were bringing out all this like comedy through vernacular. But these were very cartoony characters and they were like almost using modern animation styles and like the things they could do now to expand on some of the stuff with the way they yeah. animated it. I got to okay, go so flapjack. flapjack. All right. All right. That settles it, listeners. That is the, uh, the right hand side, the Cartoon Network side of our bracket. Now we're going to go back to the Nickelodeon side. We're going back to Nickelodeon. All right. We all got right, the top eight on that side. For top eights, right? SpongeBob versus Hey Arnold. SpongeBob, I think it's got to be SpongeBob. Hey Arnold has a Hey Arnold has a certain uh, uniqueness with its art direction, and I would say right. the animation style. It was on that edge before like new uh, production techniques really took over, and you know, there's a whole lot of really cool characters, and the character designs in general are pretty wacky. The way that like heads are drawn and shit, but right. Yeah, I mean, SpongeBob's going to be our pick. Yeah, SpongeBob, I mean, it's just too iconic. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 going to be tough for anyone to topple Yeah, it's SpongeBob. going to be a while. Yeah, it might be a SpongeBob's couple SpongeBob's the tiers. Goichi of DBFZ of kid shows. True. Um, all right. Fairly Odd Parents versus Doug. That's a tough one. I wow. like Doug a lot. 
but I think Fairly Odd Parents was just funnier to me. I think Doug was like more creative, like art style wise, and definitely more representative of like that '90s tier of yeah animation. But at the end Doug of the day, was, like quality for me. Doug was Fairly almost more Parents. like sitcommy, almost more of like a friend, like a a cartoon, a children's cartoon version of Friends that right. almost encapsulated the feel of like a like a community center where young teens would hang out who were like, I always felt like the characters were older than me when I was watching it. And I always liked it because of that, but I still think I got it more enjoyment ultimately out of fairly odd parents. I agree. I think there was a lot of, so I, I, so we have fairly odd parents down two out of three. I think I would have gone Doug mostly because I think there are some instances with fairly odd parents where like, um, not Wanda, but the other fairly odd parent guy. Um, Anyway, Cosmo. Yeah, Cosmo. Like, his voice really kind of annoyed me. And I feel like some of the pacing of that show, for me, got a little annoying. Like, it was like, oh, <laughs> I don't know. I just, I thought it was a little too much. And Doug yeah. was, like, really chill. And, like, I looked forward to, ju- to Doug. Might be a cooler show. Yeah, I thought yeah. it was, yeah, it was a little cooler. All right, so Fairly Odd Parents <laughs> takes that one. The next one, Invader Zim versus Rugrats. This is, like, me going versus... Chase. The cartoon world, you know what I mean? I think what? that. Well, I just think that like Rugrats is so well renowned, but Invader Zim is like one of my favorite shows. Really? Yeah, yeah. it really one of my favorite cartoon shows. It I thought was, it was really funny. I think it was one of the very first stepping stones into me channeling my personality into the kind of person that was going to be listening to like CKY and the Sixty Nine Eyes later. Right? You know what I mean? It was wow. a transitional cartoon for a lot of kids. Okay, because I never really watched a whole lot of Invader Zim, so I would have said Rugrats, but right. okay, Invader Zim. Um, last one, Rin and Stimpy versus Real Monsters. Also, giving each other similar sort of vibes. Yeah, kind of. Absolutely, both maybe different, gross. but you know, same time. One a little period. bit more child friendly than the other. Mm-hmm. I wasn't allowed to watch Rin and Stimpy when it was first coming <laughs> out, and right. I actually haven't seen a whole lot of it. I do know it's highly renowned for its artistic integrity, and I'm gonna allow that to continue to carry it for now. I'm not going to make that like the bastion of why it should like go to the top of this bracket. But for now, I think that's enough to get it over this next line, you know? Yeah. I mean, I, I agree. I think our real monsters is great and niche, but was nothing more. I think than that. Yep. I'll go with Ren and Stimpy as well. All right. right so that's our top four. SpongeBob, fairly odd parents, invader Zim and Ren and Stimpy, Ren and Stimpy. Uh, going over to the Cartoon Network side, we've got Courage the Cowardly Dog versus Scooby-Doo. I don't think that there's going to be much debate here. Uh, that's a good matchup, though. It is a good matchup. Two it's Dog Eat Dog. Dog Eat Dog World. Absolutely. And it's they're both supposed to be spooky, you know? Yeah. <laughs> but one is spookier than the other. So yeah, uh, with Scooby-Doo, at least, you have like a super iconic um, intro song, which we should just give its praise. But I will pick Courage. Even though I probably watched more Scooby-Doo, I just... I just know that uh, Courage was funnier, and I just know that it was it was there was more like care and creative direction in that show. I feel right. I agree. Fair enough. Yeah, and I think I think I think Courage was like an actual more modern version of Scooby Doo in that it truly was kind of freaky. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it was hilarious, and you know. True. It's like, not until putting them together right here in this bracket that I do kind of realize some of the brotherhood there, you know? Yeah. yeah. Uh, all right, so Courage right takes on. the first matchup. We got Johnny Bravo versus Ed and Nettie. Ed, Ed, Nettie. Yeah, it's got to be Ed and Nettie. I think we all think 
Ed, Ed, and Eddie will win that one. More longevity there. The next one, Adventure Time versus Kids Next Door. I think we know Adventure that one. Time. Adventure Time it is. And the last one is Grim Adventures of Bill and Mandy versus Flapjack. Um, Convince us. Me? <laughs> I mean, I, I I don't even have a dog in the, in the fight. Yeah, I, I mean. I feel like you can choose this one for us, Max. I don't really know. Uh, but I would say that Grim Adventures of Billy and Mandy was definitely like more of a, a again one of those first like stepping stones like Invader Zim. In fact, I think that they were both pitched at the same time, and Grim mm. Adventures of Billy and Mandy technically won because you got to see the pilots of both of them, and then you got to vote on which show. <laughs> and yeah, but Invader made. Zim was Nickelodeon. Oh, maybe it was. Oh, well, maybe it wasn't on the same side, but the maybe it was is, something is, else then. If I were to go back and watch one of these, I would choose to watch Flapjack, you know? Right. But that also might be taking his testament to the fact that it's, like, more recent and more, mm. like, appealing to adults. All right, man. Well, we're letting you choose. Well, let's push Flapjack all the way through. Yeah. Flapjack. All right. That is our <laughs> top fours for the cartoon. We're in the true top eights here now, guys. Um, all right. So, for Nickelodeon, top four: SpongeBob versus Fairly Odd Parents. I mean, SpongeBob for consistency and quality. Got to win, yeah. Yeah. Fairly Odd Parents is great, but SpongeBob is so powerful. Yeah, SpongeBob is like a is a sentinel for sure. Um, and then Invader Zim versus Ren and Stimpy. I I gotta go Zim. Yeah, I think this is tough because I think in a lot of other circles, the answer is Ren and Stimpy. Right. But personally, like as like from what I watched, I just watched a lot more of Invader Zim and I did really like the character. I thought Zim was fucking cool because he was like yeah. a genius and had all these really dope like sci-fi inventions, you know, and like there was a nice romanticized uh, like pizza was romanticized in a really cool way in that show yeah. that I liked. And his assistant, Gurr, is just great. Hilarious. So, yeah, man. Like, Invader Zim would edge it out for me, though I don't know if that's necessarily, like, the right decision. Right. Uh, but this is not those circles. This is the witty banter circle. Yeah, and we I don't agree. Give a fuck what do you about think, Hunter? Circles? Um, again, I never really watched very much Invader Zim. Y'all are making me want or wish that I had watched it, though. Yeah. Considering that it was so transformative. True. Yeah, Zim has um, a great personality. That being said, I mean, Rin and Stimpy, I didn't really watch a whole lot of either. I think I have a lot more respect for Rin and Stimpy than, like, admiration and, and right. nostalgia. Right, like looking back on it yeah. as a show, like we've talked about a few times. So I have no problem with Invader Zim making it to the top two of the Nickelodeon bracket. Sounds great. Uh, on the right side, we've got Courage the Cowardly Dog versus Ed, Ed and Eddie, and I think this is going to be a tough one for uh, Chase and Max here. Cause oh, yeah. We're talking it looks about like we're favorites. about to try to convince you. <laughs> yeah, we're talking about two favorites. So. This is true. I think this is both our I'm favorite actually really, shows going I, I didn't come into this bracket either way feeling one way about the other. So. Right. I want to hear the arguments. Um, I think that they're both hilarious shows. I think that Ed, Ed and Eddie really provided us with some gut-busting laughs and some just really like some moments that will carry on forever as being hilarious, iconic episodes. But Courage the Cowardly Dog did so much more than just be a funny show to me. I think that sort of dark themes and like stronger, more adult themes in some episodes, like really like some borderline heart-wrenching things happened in that show mm-hmm. that really felt me feel or helped me feel the whole breadth of emotions that I have inside my body. And as a kid, 
that helped me get ready for the real world. So, I mean, Courage the Cowardly Dog, it's got to be. Okay, one for Courage. Chase, let's hear it. Courage definitely was successful in bringing a... Uh, bringing a sense of horror and unrest and unease to a younger audience. And it's an awesome show that is really funny. Um, but when I think of Ed, Ed, and Eddie, with, with Courage, I feel like there are recurring characters, but they're only really used in like episodes that will then center around those reoccurring side characters. Whereas in Ed, Ed, and Eddie, you have a more of a well-rounded cast that at any point in time, the guys can get involved with any combination of those characters. And depending on the combination, the episode will be different. And I think there was like a lot of like constraints that created like different um, just scenarios because of that. And while Courage allowed me to explore maybe some, some fear and angst uh, and like anxiety, Ed Ed Nettie was more of like, a exploration of of like general social like cliques and groups and like wanting to be accepted and be cool and they just I like that they were this really close-knit group of friends because that reminded me of like my own friendships and how they would like hide out in a fake bush with like all of their junk food and just like eat and kind of be gross assholes and stuff like that and like <laughs> you know and I also have the memory and, and I do want to say that like its theme song is fucking iconic you know, mm-hmm. like the whistling sure. of Ed, Ed, and Eddie sticks with me today and probably will forever. And so that's why I would think that one should take it. All right. So in y'all's debates, right. I've, I've listed out five uh, different sort of things that I'm going to go through. And I'm just going to give it to one or the other. And the one that has three out of two or three out of five is going right. to win. Okay. And I haven't thought about it beforehand. All right. All right. Illustration. I think the illustration for like the... I guess we could say aesthetic right. for Courage the Cowardly Dog for me is a little more interesting than Ed, Ed and Eddie. I think right. Ed and Eddie is definitely a little more surreal. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So I'm going to give that one to Courage. All right. The characters, I'm, I've got to give to Ed, Ed and Eddie. Right. Um, just because not only is there Ed, Ed and Eddie, but there's a whole slew of other characters that are hilarious and funny and interesting. Um, legacy, as far as like, how does it, how long did it go? What was its success universally kind of like that's i think that's got to go to ed and eddie right what would i we think say? so too i think they had more episodes for sure i think more people know about ed, ed and eddie and can kind of like maybe speak to it than courage the cowardly dog okay so i'm gonna say that for ed and eddie actually truly funny like was it a funny good solid show i'm gonna say um I'm probably going to say Ed and Eddie. I mean, no. I think Courage the Cowardly Dog is funny, but I don't know. Yeah. I mean, if you're going off of humor alone, Ed, Ed and Eddie, I think, packed more laughs. That's tough. Universal, I'd say uh, Courage the Cowardly Dog, but that's three out of five. Three Ed out of five. Eddie. That's fair. Strong debate. And I'm not too heartbroken about it because Ed, Ed and Eddie is a fantastic show. Ed, Ed and Eddie show. is like a great flag bearer. Right. Carry on the legacy of Courage. Carry yeah. on. I think, and, and what we've found is, is I think the top four for Cartoon Network is actually much stronger than our top four for SpongeBob, or for Nickelodeon. Yeah, I mean, that just, yeah, even that slip-up just yeah, kind of shows you kinda, yeah. that maybe it's being carried by a LeBron James, <laughs> you know? Are the Cavaliers I'm going to take good? my talents. <laughs> okay. Um, Adventure Time versus Flapjack. Uh, kind time. of in the same wheelhouse, but Adventure Time has to be it, yeah. Yeah. 
Okay. All right, guys. I'm very interested to see how these last four work out. We'll try and try and make it quick. SpongeBob versus Invader Zim on the Nickelodeon side. Look, Invader Zim is great, but I think we all knew it would come down to one beast. And SpongeBob is just like it's hilarious. It was hilarious when I was a child. It's hilarious now, and it's always going to be hilarious. I got to give it to SpongeBob. Yeah, I agree. Cool. <laughs> And Ed, Ed, and Nettie versus Adventure Time. That's Ooh. a tough choice. Ooh. I think that, again, if we're talking circles here, I think that like the world would consider Adventure Time a more important show and being something that's like groundbreaking. And being a lot of people would say it's funnier than Ed, Ed, and Nettie. Yeah. Right? Would we necessarily say that? Probably up in the air. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw my curveball in there. I'm going to say Adventure Time. I... <laughs> I have to say Adventure Time as well. <laughs> I was gonna see if you would just tie break it, but I I I I respect and like yeah. Ed and Eddie. I watched a lot of Ed and Eddie. I didn't even watch as much Ed and Eddie as I or I watched more Ed and Eddie than Adventure Time. Right. I just think that what Adventure Time did was a little more, just a little more. Right. I, and I think I that think Ed and Eddie is yeah a, a one I, idea. Adventure Time has more interesting story arcs. I think it has as many, if not more, laughs and laughs that are as deep as Ed, Ed, Nettie laughs. And it even works in some of the like uneasy, off-putting scariness of a show like Courage. And mm-hmm. there are things that happen that are like totally nonsensical and outrageous to the point where like you just laugh in hysterics at the fact that they happened. You know. Mm-hmm. True. Okay, guys. Well, we're at our finals, uh, our grand finals. I mean, it's not an unexpected grand finals to me. Yeah, I mean, I think we all saw SpongeBob meet me, right. just just driving it of through uh, Nickelodeon. Right. I didn't see Adventure Time making it all the way. Yeah, I mean, I didn't. Yeah, I like. I don't know how important that show is to us three, right? Each individually, mm-hmm. but I think somehow yeah. its its legacy through everybody has kind of helped it. We all kind of know. Because right. the thing is, is like if I had a choice between like a desert island show, I'd probably go Ed, Ed, Nettie almost in a way just to be like, look, this imprinted upon me way earlier and right. almost like almost in a I want to purposely be a little niche sort of way when I pick Ed, right. Ed, Nettie. But I have to like recognize that that's almost just me willing that over it, you know. True. So we got our grand final of SpongeBob versus Adventure Time. Um I think it's hard for us to say that we wouldn't lean towards SpongeBob, given that we just did a SpongeBob, uh, <laughs> whatever it is, an illusion. If you show. are a dedicated listener, yeah, who has listened to the last two episodes, episodes. <laughs> <laughs> <Back> in time. <laughs> but that being said, if you're just now getting into the show, you are on the edge of your fucking seat right now. Are there anybody? Are there any any arguments that we're gonna make that Adventure Time overtakes SpongeBob? I just think there's parallels in the sense that both lasted for a pretty long time and I fell off sort of in like the end to middle end eras for both. I think both have incredibly strong starts, incredibly strong middle grounds. Um, Obviously both push the medium and I think even the size of the audience of cartoons and widened them. And like, dude, I, I really don't know, you know, I think that, yeah, it's, it's important to recognize that while we love Spongebob so much, I think at the end of the day, if we were going to sit down and quote lines, it'd be from the first three seasons of a 12-season show. It's true. 
I mean, right. we, we, we borrow heavily our nostalgia from the very beginning of SpongeBob. And if you go and you watch later episodes, they are genuinely not super great. Obviously, there are gems. Mm. I have definitely come across some that are hysterical. But, I mean, what is the, is it consistently Gutbusters at Adventure Time, too? They're, I think in the they, earlier pretty, seasons, yeah. They're pretty heavy for, like, the first four seasons, dude. Yeah. And, like, they yeah. get a lot of voice acting talent, just like Spongebob kind of would. But their cameos lasted a little bit longer, and I felt like were a little more impactful because of that. Right. It sounds like y'all are leaning towards Adventure Time. This and is, Adventure this Time is also had, like, alternate reality versions where, and I know Spongebob had ones where it was, like, the real, like, uh, real life, like, puppet sort of animations yeah. that were fun, but Adventure Time had ones where all of the characters were, like, gender flipped, which was yeah. a pretty mm. fun, like, alternate universe, and there's just so much depth to Adventure Time, whereas SpongeBob is almost, like, always a one-trick sort of, like, punchline, but they have so many good punchlines, you know? Yeah. I'm just going to put my flag in the sand. I I think it would be a dishonor and uh, disingenuous of me to say Adventure Time. Right. I just haven't given enough of my time to Adventure Time to say it's my favorite or the best. So yeah. I'm going to say SpongeBob. I will let you guys convince me otherwise. If y'all, because y'all are both sounding like you like Adventure Time right now. Yeah, Max, do, are we going to go Adventure Time here? Like, what's like, what's what's the deal? Well, I mean, I just I I was starting this whole thing by saying like, let me make the argument for Adventure Time, but these yep. are all very real arguments. Yeah, no, I I, I don't disagree with anything you said. Yeah, so for sure. Um, that being said, as far as SpongeBob goes, I mean. It's just hard for me to really say too much about SpongeBob that isn't just like it was so funny, right? Yeah, which is great. It's like inside and it was jokes so funny. or something. Yeah, yeah. there's a lot of inside jokes. There's a lot of really clever humor. There's a lot of really clever ways to use humor in that show, uh, as far as like with the you know the hyper realistic faces or just the lines and the and the characters are iconic. But I feel like everything you can say about SpongeBob, you can say about Adventure Time, and then also Adventure Time carries the weight of like in some moments a fairly meaningful story and sometimes even more boundary breaking like uh, episodes and ideas and themes. That's true. There is an overarching actual progression in the story. True. Right. So I got to lean towards adventure time. Yeah, not always, but for the most part, there is a main story within the whole thing. So I'm going to lean which towards is nice. adventure time. I think I'm going to have to do adventure time as well, which is kind of uh, crazy. That's <laughs> not what I expected at all. The upset. Holy shit. That's I crazy. honestly, did not think that Adventure... Because Adventure Time wasn't even on this original bracket. It almost didn't beat Regular Show. Dude. Yeah, I know. It was very Because I don't think Regular Show would have stood a chance against Spongebob. No. If Regular Show got all the way to Spongebob. Oh, I mean, I would... I at least could have made some cases it for Regular Show. It would have made some cases, but I think just substance-wise. Come on. That was great. Skips I mean, is hysterical. I, I felt like we thought that the entire breadth of Nickelodeon was definitely much stronger Whereas like almost half of the brackets on Cartoon Network we didn't give a shit about. Then it was like the top four of Cartoon Network was much stronger than the Nickelodeon right. top four. And then Cartoon Network just eased, just I don't know how. And almost like it just tells you like a it's stronger like team. Yeah. Stronger competition amongst themselves. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like if your area, if you have like strong competition in your area, you're going to come out on top of everybody else. If you're come from the strongest area, competition. I'm going to have to bury you. Exactly. That's what they said. <laughs> that so. was a Space Jam rap quote. Oh. Um, cool, man. Well, that was surprising. And we. Yeah, I uh, hope everybody said, enjoyed it. That was good. Cartoon man. Network beat 
There you go, man. Cartoon Network. Coward, Nickelodeon. It did. You know what? My inner, I always got to trust my gut. I don't yeah. know why I don't trust my gut. It's always right 100% of the time. Don't fall so for those mix-ups. That's why my gut is telling me that we should take a little break right now. Okay. Come back and maybe do another game or something for that. Okay. Sounds good. If you want to keep up with the show after the microphones have turned off, be sure to follow us on social media by searching Witty Banter Show on Twitter and Instagram and liking us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Witty Banter Podcast. Want to steer the conversation or be a part of the show? Just go on down to wittybantershow.com and leave us a suggestion for a beer or a question for us to answer on the show. And if you like what we're doing and you want to support the cause, head on over to iTunes and leave a review and feel free to share it with your friends. Let's get back to it. Welcome back to Witty Banter. Hunter, first, you're dead to me for picking Ed, Ed and Eddie over Courage the Cowardly Dog. Second, <laughs> what are you thinking about this beer so far? <laughs> Brutal. Just kidding. I'm kidding. Of okay. course. Um, dude, this is a super fruity beer. It yes. barely registers as a beer for me. It's like Ooh. somebody took a grapefruit and just squeezed it that's into this thing. That's what I was going to say about blood oranges. is because people are like, dang, dude, it's blood orange season. That's my favorite orange. And you're like, you know grapefruits are all year, yeah. right? That's <laughs> <laughs> the same thing. It, it tastes very grapefruity. Right. Um, I don't have a super resolving taste between the two, but it just tastes, you know, it, it has, it's not like tart necessarily, right. but yeah, it's just like orange. So there's a little bit of sweetness, but it has like a bitterness. It's like... A, like a blood orange tastes like just the orange rind, in my yeah. opinion. Yeah, you know a I mean? lot of orange rind. So it's not like my favorite flavor, but then at the end of the day, it's it's not like super sweet, so that it makes a beer like this maybe a little bit more palatable because mm-hmm. it's, you know adds a bitter flavor to it. Um, the blood orange is strong. I think it's definitely for a purpose. This is definitely like a poolside summertime beer. Yeah. But outside of that, I could see the like pitching this to people who. Maybe like, you know, girls who like fruity drinks. Like I can totally imagine girls who like fruity drinks that don't like beer is like having them try this and they might like this a lot. Yeah, but I think that at the same time the beer is like so bitter like enough because of what the the fruit is that's in the beer. It's not like orange or like strawberry or like something that's that sweet like that. It is weird for the majority of the bitterness to come from the fruit aspect as opposed to the beer to the beer aspect. aspect. That yeah. is true. Yeah. So I'm a, I'm I'm a little in between here. On the fence. Yeah. What about you, Chase? How are you feeling about yours? So the first time I had the Johnny Walker Black, I had it basically neat with just like a little water, and it was very harsh. I remember it being very hot. I've put much more ice uh, in a bigger glass to drink it, and because I've done that, it's actually made it very drinkable. And I do want to say that it is not exactly flavorful. Like, I am not sitting here really, like, thinking about the notes and the body and the characteristics, I really just feel like I'm drinking whiskey, if that makes sense. And this like this would be really good to if I was if I wanted to drink with friends for the purposes of like getting drunk, it would be a really good whiskey to have on the rocks and drink all night. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, absolutely. Mm. Okay. Sounds pretty good. All right. So at the end of the last segment I said let's come back and let's play a game but we kind of talked it over. I think it might be best to save that for the next episode. It's going to be a good one. We're pretty okay. far into the, into the bit right now. All right. There's yeah. about three to four listeners left yeah. at this point. 
So let's go ahead and give them something to talk about because they just emailed, or emailed in. Probably. Yeah, let them contribute. So let's go ahead and head on over to the mail corner. Come get me. All right, Dunter is holding the mailbag up on his shoulders. Like Atlas. We got two Thank questions you. from Atlas. Dunter. Dunter the Atlas. <laughs> yes. First one is, what movie do you wish life was more like? Dunter, oh, feeling points man. were set. What movie do I wish life was more like? I thought it was going to give me an either or there. No, it's just telling you in general. It, th- you know, this is actually kind of funny. Not to go on a tangent. I'll, I'll keep it short. But I think it's kind of funny how so many of the movies and shows and just general stories that we tell and watch and listen to right. are so not anything that we've ever experienced on Earth. Isn't that kind of weird? Like, you know, you watch Dragon Ball Z, you watch Inception, you watch Batman, you watch all sorts of crazy superhero shit. It's a fantasy world. Yeah. But like, it's just weird that so much of our reality has nothing to do with all these fantastic stories that we Yeah. Why don't I want to watch a movie about a guy who procrastinates his homework? (laughs) I don't understand. That sounds, that's exactly like the kind of life I like to live apparently. So why would I not watch that? Okay. Right. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Does anything come to mind? Let me throw some out there. Yeah. Lord of the Rings. Because a fantasy universe is pretty cool, and I truly think that like Hobbit life would be just total bliss. Right. I want to put some sci-fi stuff out there. Star Wars for sure should come out. I think somewhere. Um, I think of even something crazy like Speed Racer would even be nuts because it's just so underrated live action fantastical. Yeah, we should because I'm trying to think Racer. (laughs) Oh yeah. What's what are, what are some out there films, you know? What do you guys um, think about those? I don't know. I've been like those are definitely like obviously something to think about is like what sort of fantasy life do I want to live? Mm-hmm. But honestly, practically, and I've talked about this in an uh, episode where we talked about what we want the future to be like. Yeah. I want to be a rich person in the movie Elysium where he just goes into that little box every day and make sure that you're not dying. That sounds pretty fucking sweet. But I mean, it's hard for you it's hard for me to say like I want the world to be more like Elysium though. But then I would also be a rich person who steps up for the little guy. So are we asking what do we want our life to be like or what do we want the world to be more like? What world do we want to live in? And you want to live in Elysium? As, as a rich Just person. Fuck over I will people? stand up. I will, support, I will invite them to my house. That's I, the will thing also, I will also say um, Ghost in the Shell because that's a kind of cyberpunk world that is scary, but like I can most easily try to fantasize myself in into in like an integrative right. sort of way yeah be yeah cool. no i think i think it's kind of it's hard for me to to think on some because every movie that comes to mind that i like and that i start thinking about the world it's like in order for the movie movie or show to be more interesting they can't it can't just be all good and yeah all the great. world usually sucks in all my favorite yeah like, movies so and shows. um it's hard to like kind of nestle in on one that's necessarily what about like even X-Men better where you might have mutant powers yeah that would be kind of cool but you're also hunted because you're different yeah and if your powers kind of suck then and there's a shit ton of turmoil yeah, yeah that could suck but like an anime like you don't want to be in yu yu Hakusho, bro yeah and i was almost even thinking some more like um sort of serene animes like like ones princess that i don't mononoke even watch as much less, like yeah like princess mononoke or like Rooney kenshin or mm-hmm. um 
I mean, even the world Dragon Ball Z would be pretty crazy. I mean, they live in like this weird. It's in now, between. but with dinosaurs. Yeah, it's like around. in between. Every townsperson in that show seems like a freaking moron, dude. That's true. <laughs> they don't realize what's going on around them. Yeah, I guess so. I don't have a great answer for you, but I think my strongest ones that I lean towards are like. The Ghost in the Shell, cyberpunk sort of area, but honestly, like Lord of the Rings, just for the lifestyle of fantasy living, I don't know, man. This is where my, my head goes. Right. I probably wouldn't say Interstellar either. <laughs> I don't know, man. they all have to leave Earth. They get fucked. Do they? Not physically, but yeah, the crops they have to are, leave Earth. Really. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, That's yeah, right. Dying. I do remember that. Uh, uh, yeah. All right, there you go, Dunter. Thanks, Dunter. All right, another one from Dunter. What is generally what is a generally accepted career that you would not want your children to have? Ooh, a generally accepted career that I don't want my children to have? Yeah, this is where we get controversial. Anything that's like not their, <laughs> not that yeah. A pastor's a pretty good one. <laughs> <laughs> pastor or a nun? A pastor yeah. or a nun would be strong. I just want them to do like. To honestly follow some sort of passion. I don't want them to accidentally do something out of practicality. See, like, I'm not against practicality. <laughs> um, you know, I, I, I've actually been asked something like this uh, before, and I was surprised because one of my first answers was, like, uh, sports. Like, I yeah, don't... I thought I don't, about sports, too. I don't really yeah. want a kid who prioritizes sports over everything else. Um and I think it's great if you're like some sort of crazy freak athlete to do everything you can to, you know, explore that and do the best you can and work Get your hard. college paid for. But it, it just it it always bothered me that I had a bunch of kids that I played with and like I could see that it was going to end and I felt like they didn't. And I was like, yeah. that just sucks, you know. So, right. yeah, sports, pasture. I wouldn't um, want my kid to be a policeman either. I was going to say policeman as well. Which is that's weird because that's like what you people fo- used to yeah. want you to be. Yeah, but that's just very dangerous and you're also looked down on a lot by society. It's, it's just got to be really there's hard. There's just so many opportunities for things to go south. Right. On like a lot of different levels. Yeah. Just like actually genuinely dangerous yeah. and then just spending your life. I would honestly life. say like lawyers becoming pretty forced these days too. In terms of shouldering a lot of debt for maybe something that is a little too far on the practicality scale, you know? Yeah. Right. I mean, even to that to that degree, I mean, I think I think doctor is a tough sell for me. Like, yeah. I think doctor is still one that, like, if my kid was like, I want to be a doctor, I'd be like, you go ahead, right? But, like, Speaking as in a good, it. like, I... Why no, don't I, like, you start it? And then feel free to come back and talk to me. About I just want to have the conversation that like, yo, you're going to go in debt and everybody yeah. hates debt and you're going to be in school for seven years after college. Yeah. And, you know, you're not going to make as much money as doctors used to make. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's just it's just a it's just sort of a and plus it's it's actually a industry that is becoming highly automated. So true. You know, you got to think about that as well. But yeah, yeah those are thank you for the questions. I thought those were pretty cool. Those are pretty deep. Well done, Atlas. Well thinking. Thank you, Atlas. You can set the world down until next week. <laughs> oh, man. Well, gentlemen, any final words about what you're drinking? Yeah, so as far as... Um, so 6.8% alcohol by volume. Right. It actually carries it fairly well. I feel like I'm so focused on the fruit that I don't notice that it's actually like a fairly alcoholic beer. 
Um, it is like super fruity, and I and I don't know if it's just like not had enough time to like warm up and sort of like um, breathe in yeah. order for it to kind of overcome that sort of crazy fruitiness. Um, I think it's a I think it's a great a better idea than it is executed, and right. that's about all I can give it. I, I'm just gonna give it like a meh. And there, and there. Yeah, I think this beer is better than you're giving it credit for. Okay. I think that it's the bitter aspect of the fruit keeps it from being too like fruity flavor. And what I mean when I usually say fruity flavor is like sweetness or some sort of tropical overpowering yeah. flavor that like takes the beer substance away. I think that it's definitely very powerful, maybe too powerful. I think a lighter note would be cool because it would yeah, add, add like it would add like a light bitterness to a pretty light beer. You know, yeah. so that might be a better route to take, but it's still pretty cool. Okay, there you go. Yeah, so I'll, I'll close out Johnny Walker Black by saying that this seems like a really fun whiskey to buy specifically before a night where you expect to drink a lot with like maybe close friends. I feel like it'd be a lot of fun to take out either half or all of this bottle with a big group of people and just kind of kind of devolve into a very sloppy party where maybe you're playing like catchphrase and stuff like that so it's a <laughs> whiskey that i'm not necessarily like drinking for its flavor i'm drinking because of like what it allows me i kind of i can kind of forget about it but there is some quality and execution of the fact that it can be forgotten like i don't want it to call it forgettable um and then i think it would also probably just be a good mixing whiskey like i don't drink whiskey coke or anything like that but i imagine this is kind of one that what might be better suited for a drink like that over something like Jack Daniels that already has like a sweetness to it. Yeah. And yeah. with soda just gets even too sweet. So right. like it's the good, high man. end I'm, of mixing whiskeys. Right. Yeah. I, 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 uh, I like this more than I did on my original playthrough. So right on. nice. Cool. He's advanced on good his stuff. new, new game plus. <laughs> well, gentlemen, thank you so much for joining me on the show. That was Had fun. A wonderful time. My pleasure. Uh, if you want to find more of the show, you can always go to our website, www.wittybantershow.com. They're all posted there. Plenty of pictures, a place where you could email into the show, suggest a beer, suggest mm-hmm. anything you want, really. Mm-hmm. Anything at all. If we'll you want another it. bracket, give it to us. Please, please, please yeah. suggest another Seriously. bracket. Those are fun. Those are cool. Those are good. Uh, if you want to follow me in particular, you can follow me at probably max on twitter you can follow chase at bodacious chase if you don't want to choose that's fine you can follow the whole show at witty banter show mm-hmm. if you want to follow hunter you might have to do some digging all right <laughs> it's a little off the grid but i'll give you a little bit of some insider information here he is on youtube crypto diesel he has a Still huge video no coming up out. What? I haven't put no shit out he yet. He is has a huge video he's editing this on it. one yeah, debut return video. It's a movie. It's it be, is a crypto yeah, yeah. movie. It's a feature length film. <laughs> All right. Should have Brad Pitt in it. It's a it's mockumentary. Wild. Yeah. So keep an eye out for that. But until then, gents, I bid you adieu. All right. Better pop 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 pop. Better pop 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 pop.